Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. Expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Caravan of Garbage, where we are working our way through the Matrix trilogy, <laughs> all three films leading up to a fourth film. That's right, mm. which will be coming out in the future. No doubt. What point in the future? We don't know. I think December. Oh, then, then we do know. <laughs> Unless it's rescheduled. You never know in this crazy it's world. It's HBO Max. It's probably oh, probably not day then. and date or whatever. Yeah, you know maybe, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Anyways. Also, leap- it's called The Matrix. What? The Matrix? I said Matrix. They say it a bunch of times in the movie. like Not in this movie. I think you're thinking of a different movie. <laughs> Maybe. But listen, if you could leave it like that, it'd be great. Because yes, this is The Matrix Reloaded. You happy with that? You Hell happy? yeah. Uh, but I want to start with this quote, if you don't mind, from the Team Deacons podcast. This is from the Matrix Trilogy's director of photography, okay. right? who described his experience. He says, everything that was good about the first experience was not good about the last two. We weren't free anymore. People were looking at you. There was a lot of pressure in my heart. I didn't like them. I felt like we should be going in another direction. There was a lot of friction and a lot of personal problems, and it showed up on screen, to be honest with you. It was not my most elevated moment, nor was it anyone else's. The Wachowskis had read this damn book by Stanley Kubrick that said, Actors don't do natural performances until you wear them out. So let's go to take 90. I want to dig up Stanley Kubrick and kill him. <laughs> <laughs> there you that's, go. A, that's a heck of a heck of a thing, isn't it? Because yeah. as uh, in addition to that, the 90 take thing, uh, and I'm sure it wasn't 90 takes all the time, but it, if this is true, it was probably a lot. Yeah. Uh, these were all, the Reloaded and Revolutions were also filmed back to back. Is that correct? Well, not only were they filmed back to back, they also filmed the footage for the game Enter the Matrix. Oh my god! Which we might come back to yeah. uh, after this trilogy is completed. But yeah, this was a huge. 
production. Yeah. Warner Brothers obviously had a massive hit on their hand with The Matrix. I think it caught them off guard how well it went. So they, yeah. they quickly rolled you know, a couple more into production. This sounds exactly like difficult second album syndrome, yeah. which I guess you could also say difficult second movie syndrome. You could probably say it in most industries. Difficult second child syndrome, which is you. You're a second... Wait, so am I. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no! And we're the worst. <laughs> we're both the worst. But obviously, you know, the first time in, you know, the, the, the studio had no expectations. They were probably even like, this might be a flop. Yeah. We, we exist in an era where we will take some chances on things that are sort of original IP, sort of. Yep, 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 yep. And then it's all of a sudden it was a hit, and they're like, all right, now, we're, now we've got to make this perfect. You've got to let the filmmakers make artistic choices, but also you'd rather they just did the same thing they did again but bigger <laughs> because that's what people watched last time. And I think, though... Look, I wasn't big on this movie when it came out. Same. But I think there's a lot of really good stuff in this still. Yeah, look, when I, when I, the first time I saw this movie in the cinemas, I was but a, but a young boy. Oh, that's not actually true. I was an adult <laughs> at the time, but I was a young adult. And what's interesting upon a rewatch of this is that some of the things in this movie seem way more believable and some things, conversely, seem way more absurd. For example... Sure, let's do it. Uh, an example of the latter... Right at the start of the movie, uh, there's a flash forward where Trinity has to get inside a building. Yeah. To do so, she crashes a motorcycle into a guard post, and the mm-hmm. guard post explodes. Right. And all all the guards who are outside, they immediately like grab their nightsticks and they go to attack her, despite the fact it's after midnight and they've already clocked off. <laughs> as an adult, I'm like, as if, as if you'd be like, later losers, <laughs> later midnight to eight a.m. shift. <laughs> We'll see you never. Yeah, exactly. I'm not getting paid for this. I'm not getting paid to no. fight a black-clad leather Barbie situation. What's going on here with a motorcycle and a, and a, and a crane kick? Do you get, get out of here. Do you get workers' comp if you get cracked in the back of the head with a motorcycle helmet and you nearly die? Not after you're clocked off. <laughs> Absolutely not. They'd be like, you should have followed the rules. Yeah, that's it. Look, like you said, it, it's a tough follow-up because, you know, so much of The Matrix was a surprise in terms of the fight sequences in terms of the twist. Mm -hmm. You know, everything about it felt fresh and new, even if some of it wasn't necessarily. (laughs) And I think there is a struggle here to kind of keep that energy up and keep expectations high. And some of it works, but then at the same time, there's things like Neo feels a bit depowered or a bit befuddled. Do you know what I mean? Where he seems... I mean, I know they've upgraded, like, some of the agents and he's mm-hmm. fighting things that he hasn't seen necessarily before and there's uh-huh. rules of the Matrix which he's coming up against that he wasn't aware of necessarily. Sure, yeah. Uh-huh. But they, I feel like they have stripped that back a bit. Really? Because I always thought that... The one there of the, are exceptions. One though. of the biggest issues with, I think, the Matrix Reloaded especially is that given that he gained essentially godlike power at the end of the first one, they yeah. made, they should have made him a background character in this. And he is to some extent, but he is also just, you know, dominating a lot of the action sequences, yeah. despite the fact that he cannot be harmed in any real way. Well, I remember you always had a problem with the moment where he's fighting everybody on the stairwell. And it's terrific and everybody's balletic and everybody, like every individual person in that scene is an incredible stunt performer and martial artist. Mm -hmm. But there's a moment where he gets hit with a blade and he blocks it with his bare hand. Mm -hmm. And there's like a couple of drops of blood. And and the French guy's like, I'm French. And do you see that this guy is only a man? Don't even worry about it. And you were always like, yeah, but you'd have to pin him down. And just wail on him for days (laughs) with that sword. It's not like it took some of his fingers off. No. It was just like huh, this is interesting, <laughs> right? But, and, and you know, and, and again, in theory, those 
action sequence are, are they are incredible and in some of them in practice are incredible. Yeah. I think, you know, the the uh the what's called the Burley Brawl, the situation where he's fighting the many, many Agent Smiths, in theory that's great. But it was two thousand and three and not all the effects were there at the time. Yeah. And, you know, there is a moment there it, it does again, the the choreography Looks incredible. Yep. But at a certain point, it becomes entirely CGI. Yeah. And it, and it really takes the weight out of everything. Also, something I noticed in the rewatch of that scene is that one of the reasons it doesn't seem that great to me is because it isn't really particularly visceral. Right. Like, there's a lot of kind of, like, you know, pushes and taps and punches, but they never feel like they're making really any impact on anyone. There's no broken bones. And there's or, not like know, tiles flying off walls. There's and, just sort yeah. of bit people being swatted away, like yeah. like a, like with a fly swatter. I mean, that's a fair point. But w- what I always liked about that sequence is that, I mean, even though you can see like in the, initially that some of those background people are not Hugo Weaving, like yes, some of some sure. of them they've face replaced or yeah, yeah, yeah. or digital doubled, and some of them they have haven't. But it is it does feel very balletic, and I guess they're both at this point invincible men, mm. and he is struggling because not because Smith on his own is that much of a challenge, but if there's eighty, which is how many there ends up yeah. being, it is. But yeah, it, it hits a point where it's just like, oh, this is a video game cutscene. Yeah, and also I think maybe you've you've hit on something there is I think if the Wachowskis did go to Warner Brothers and said uh, we're going to do a scene where uh, Neo breaks Hugo Weaving's neck 80 times <laughs> they'd be like we cannot sell we cannot sell Happy Meals we can based do 40. on this. Yeah, we can do 40 at, <laughs> at most. Yeah, so there's sort of a reason it sort of has to be a little bit yeah. sort of flyweight and not particularly visceral. Yeah, absolutely. Where, where, and, you know, there are scenes where that, you know, is, is, uh, is more on the cards but I think perhaps there is a limit to how much blood you can put in this i think this also has some pacing issues because you know for the first 40 minutes there's just a bit of like faffing about and whatever and you're, <laughs> you're kind of re-establishing the universe and reintroducing characters and there are things that i like for example you meet the other captains and crew mm. right and everybody <laughs> what's their overall aesthetic <laughs> just the same is it everybody's got a weird snakeskin vest or some of them are burgundy <laughs> i just think that whole look yeah i don't remember thinking it at the time but what a ridiculous pack of losers! Right, just in general, everybody's just a big nerd. It's uh, it's 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 um, Joe Bluth's like um, magician alliance. It really does feel uh, that what way. What I like also about that is just so many like Australian character actors all packed into one room. Oh my being god! Being like, okay, we're gonna put you in a silver four button suit <laughs> and, a, and a turtleneck, and then you have to talk about spaceships going to Zion or whatever. That's right. You were in the TV series Police Rescue, and now That's you're right. in this. But I also like about that group. But what I also like about that group is Morpheus is considered like a real weirdo and mm-hmm. religious zealot. Yeah. Like a lot of them are like, "Fuck this guy. What's wrong with him?" Mm-hmm. You know. And then he goes to the big rave, which I fucking hate, by the way. Yeah, I, I hate that. And I understand that it's 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 probably meant to you know symbolize how uh you know humanity. It's gross. <laughs> It's, it is, yeah, yucko. But it's it's meant to symbolise, you know, humanity's passion and their and their humanity. They're underlying. This is what the machines don't have. This Put some is... cardboard down on that floor <laughs> for break dancing. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, but just like, and he gets up and he's like, everyone's gonna live and the squids aren't gonna get in and Neo's gonna save us. And he's he's wrong. <laughs> like it's not 
True. To an extent, I guess. But I think that is a, that's an interesting take. Because, I agree. Because I mean, he's he's been right so long. You know, it's it's interesting that they that, that he would be wrong. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, they they took that character leap. I think that's actually kind of interesting. Mm. I was kind of excited to see Zion, and you know, you get that clean white interface of them going in, which I mm. thought was a really interesting choice. And they're just sitting in dirty chairs, you know yeah. what I mean, with a needle in the back of their head. But I, aesthetically, and just kind of the way it's set up, I don't. Zion felt a bit underwhelming to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just me. It felt very um, Return of the Jedi. Felt like a um, the Ewok. It felt like the Ewok village. <laughs> okay, I thought it felt more kind of like endless, like phantom menacey. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, a little bit that also. Yeah, yeah. but you know, it, for yeah. for the most part, you know, it works, and you see like the inner workings of it, which which mm. I quite like. You see all the colourful characters. That's right. The kid, a spoon, Link, the the exposition man. You know him. He's always like Neo's flying now. <laughs> Now he's, now he's coming towards you. He brought Trinity back from the dead. I'm you, the audience. I just talk out loud. He's done something good. Hooray! <laughs> okay, let's talk about Link. Because the reason... Oh, well, that's all I have to say. <laughs> no, no. Just some general derision. That's all well, I have towards Link. it leads into something else. And okay. we didn't talk about him last week because I was saving it for this. Mm-hmm. But Dozer gets a mention. Because he is Link, killed in the last one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Link's girlfriend or wife or whoever that is... Um, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know their marital status. I'm sorry, okay, all right? Sure. Jesus. Uh-huh. But They're orgy partners. <laughs> They're orgy partners, yeah. But she mentions that she lost two brothers, and I don't think she mentions Tank specifically by name. Uh-huh. Tank, of course, lives in the last movie yes. but dies off screen. You're probably familiar with this, but there was some controversy around that actor. Mm-hmm. His name's Marcus Chong. And I'm just going to read a little bit uh, about this okay. because there's been some back and forth about the specifics of it and some allegations. So in 2003, Marcus Chong filed a lawsuit against Warner Brothers claiming the studio breached a verbal agreement and signed contract to bring Tank back for the Matrix sequels. Okay. He alleged that the filmmakers defamed him and claimed he was blackballed in Hollywood following their feud. They counted that the actor made repeated threatening phone calls to Warner Brothers and the Wachowskis after a breakdown in talks over his salary. He was offered 400000 for both movies and he wanted $1 million. Uh, thus, his character was written out of the film. That is actually a lot of money for a, even $400,000. That's a lot of money for like a background character in a... But I don't think that's he, that's more than Chris Evans got for the first Captain America movie. I think. Yeah, but at the same time, like he's a major player. That's true. In the franchise, he would have had a bigger role in yeah. this. I liked that character. I, everybody else is getting paid upwards of like fifteen million dollars. That's true. Yeah. For two movies' work, for spending like over a year filming these, I don't think that's an unreasonable request. Yeah. Fair especially enough. considering the the money that these movies made. Anyway, he actually has a documentary on his YouTube channel where he goes through. His entire story, if people do want to check it out. I don't think it's as cut as dry as, like, people necessarily think it is and, like, he just demanded money and, you know, whatever. Maybe that is what happened. I don't yeah. know. But I just think it's, you know, it's it's worth mentioning. Also worth mentioning, because I've mm-hmm. just looked it up, uh, he is the adoptive son of um, Tommy Chung, of Cheech Chin Chung. Really? Yep. I did not know that. Well, that's, I mean, it says Tommy Chung. I'm just going to click to see if it is the Tommy Chung. Absolutely. It is! We did it! We did it! We did it, folks. That's live. We did that live. We did it live. That's right. I think also there's some fight sequences in this that feel... You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. 
That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. You've probably heard this, or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size, and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash Weekly Planet. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother Or sales. I definitely prefer don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effects.
Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. Perfluous, there's one with uh, Neo and uh, Sephiroth. Seraph? Seraph. Seraph. Sure, yes. It's like they're doing their kung fu on tables and whatever, and it's like, okay, you can... If you just take this out, I recognize yeah. that both of these people are excellent martial artists, mm-hmm. but like, let's move it along. I think there's a whole lot of Merovingian stuff just running his mouth about fucking causality and shit. And it's like, just get rid of all that. But he's the Frenchman you love to hate. That's his whole point. That is true. He, yeah. act- he actually also becomes the, one of the main villains in the Matrix Online. Yeah, we should talk about that now or later. Uh, now or later. Maybe we'll save it for uh, for next week when we talk about Yeah, like, let's do that. Ups. Okay, yeah, yeah. Here's something that though I do think is great. Yes. The highway chase mm-hmm. is legit. Yeah. And they built two, that highway, they right? They built 1.4 kilometers of no, they built 1.4 miles of real highway mm-hmm. to film this. I mean, Morpheus on top of a truck with a katana. Sure, yes. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I love about that is as well, when he's fighting an agent, he's got a bit more confidence and, you know, he's, he's a bit more skilled, probably because he saw Neo beat up some agents and right. he's like, I can probably do this. Yeah. And look, to tie that into, uh, to tie this in with the Merovingian mm. uh, and, and previous versions of The Matrix, one thing that I do love about this movie is the concept of sort of programs that have come from previous matrixes oh, yeah. that are just monsters. <laughs> like apparently and again this is this this leads into the matrix online. You get some some uh additional information about previous matrixes. One of you know one has been revealed to be sort of a paradise world that people couldn't adjust to cuz it's it. too perfect, but one was just like a Transylvania nightmare world <laughs> filled with werewolves and vampires. What did they think people were going to do with that information? Maybe. Do you think they would people did you think that the, did the machines think that people would be too busy trying not to get their blood sucked or get bolts put through their neck that they that they wouldn't were there Frankensteins? I think they went too far either direction. Yeah, maybe. Al- it's course correcting. Yeah. I also think they missed a trick in bringing that up and then there's maybe a guy who gets shot with a silver bullet who's apparently like a werewolf or a mm-hmm. vampire or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. it's like do you want to explain that a little bit further or like you've opened up this door? Yeah, yeah. Let's see it. Let's see more of that. Also, the Oracle at one point does say 
every time you hear about a ghost or an alien or a vampire, every that's, time that's a program. That's a program. That's a rogue program. And in part, part of my brain's like, no, maybe it's just your friends are lying. <laughs> oh, is, is every time? Is every time my friend says that his uncle works at Nintendo and he gets all the free games in advance? Is that is that a rogue program? Or is my friend just a liar? But anyway, I was going to say, I love the idea of the the, the ghost twins. Mm. Um. But at the same time... You I'm don't like receding dreadlocks? Receding <laughs> white say, dreadlocks? Well, I was going to say that um, you didn't even really have to make them ghosts because, honestly, if I saw, like, two albino men, mm. like white dudes with dreadlocks, yeah, uh, I'd, I'd run in fear anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I, don't care they had, I don't care they had ghost powers, just white <laughs> dudes with dreadlocks. Not for me. Thank you. Um, but I liked that they were just terrifying ghost men with razor blades. There yeah. was a scene on that. There's a scene on the freeway where the, the good guys are being attacked in a car by both... One of the ghosts who's made it into the vehicle and is swinging that yeah. razor blade wildly, and there's also an agent on the roof just firing pot shots, and I'm just like, "This is stakes are high. There's a lot. Yeah, that guy's a ghost. Because this dude's a ghost. <laughs> the heck? Yeah, that whole sequence is great. I mean, they actually got a stunt performer to drive like against traffic. Like a lot of those vehicles are CGI, but that like a lot of that yeah. is real. I know Carrie Ann Moss learned. To ride a motorcycle. Yeah. For this, she didn't. She hadn't done it before. And Car- and um, Keanu Reeves, who was a huge motorcycle buff, was like, she did it legit. Like she mm. did. She didn't. Uh, you know, she didn't cut any corners. She, she didn't just, let me do it. I wanted yeah. to do it because I I know about motorcycles. <laughs> but actually. whatever. She was just like, nah, this is on this. Oh, dibs. She called dibs. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it took forty eight days to film that sequence on the freeway, and all the wood was donated to low income housing in Mexico. So That's yeah, nice. good stuff. Yeah. Um, I got some more questions because last week I was like, what's going on with this fucking Matrix situation? Oh, yeah. Some more questions. <laughs> okay. Um, again, I'm not really looking for answers, but at the same time, leave them below. You know, you know what to do. Okay, <laughs> so, go on, Lee. Here we go. Do pre- is this how premonitions work in the Matrix? Is it based on probabilities? So when like the Oracle is like, you're going to say this and you're going to take this and you're going to fight this guy and it's going to be sick or whatever. Uh-huh. And it's going to be bad news also for you. That's math, right? It must be, yeah. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But when he gains, when when Neo, when Neo gains in power and wisdom, I think she can't see what he's doing anymore. Yeah, right. So, so maybe Dumb. love, maybe love, maybe love and maths. You might be right. So one of the counselors, you know, the guy, one of the guys who's the head of Zion, the guy from Water Rats, sure. Yeah, he's probably from Water Rats. Is he? I don't know. Sure, it's not Steve Bisley, is it from Water Rats? I don't Rats? think it was Steve Bisley. <laughs> no. So. I thought he'd be somebody because it's mentioned that there's been a lot of previous ones and I thought mm. maybe he was one of them. Oh, that was often a theory at the time, yeah, I think. Yeah, and he's doing like a talk and he's talking about the balance of machines. Yeah, but yeah. it's just a pep talk from just some fucking dude. Like, Yuck. I just think what pointless. Yeah. Just a guy to be like, machines and people. Yeah, we know. That's <laughs> that's a big part of these movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and also, I was I was in that Matrix that was the weird Trans- Transylvania universe. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> you couldn't go around a corner without some guy wearing a bloody white tie and tails and a chest full of medals going, Blair! Blair! Blair. Oh, God, I hated it here. God! I'm never going to sleep, even if I get out of this. Anyway, my other question was about werewolves and whatever, but we <laughs> We've covered that we covered substantially, <laughs> yes. Okay, so what are the big uh, what are the big situations, I guess, to come out of this? Yeah. And talking point. And I think a downfall of a lot of people was the architect. Sure. And mm-hmm. the reveal that, as we mentioned, Neo is a is one of six previous ones who have showed up. Uh-huh. And every other one of them has decided to return to the source, save Zion or save like twelve people, mm-hmm. and the cycle continues because he's a particular part of the algorithm. 
which cannot be defeated and just kind of has to let kind of run its course. Sure. Mm-hmm. But he chooses love and he saves Trinity and whatever. Mm-hmm. And Link goes, he did it. That's my job. <laughs> just point things out as they happen. He caught her. That's what he says. Yeah, yeah. He flew in and he caught her. <laughs> We're all watching the movie, Link. All of us. <laughs> um, I don't mind it. I think it's it's way too wordy though, right? I mean... It's intentionally confusing. Yeah, I, I present day me was like... Had, had already steeled myself for it. Yeah. And I'm like, here it comes. Okay, that was less painful than I remember. But at the time, you know, you're a young boy. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're a grown man. I'm, a, I'm an adult, <laughs> but a stupider adult. And and at the time, it just really rammed the brakes on, didn't it? <laughs> it did. But I, but I like the idea behind it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And again, we're here, we're here rewriting, like, some of the, the most popular movies ever made. Yeah. But... Surely there was a better way than Mr. Exposition yeah. just sitting in a chair saying, here's an explanation. Could we have not scattered that throughout the course of the movie? Yeah. But, I mean, that that would have been a nightmare as well. Yeah, well, Just in between, in between highway chases and fighting vampires or whatever, you also had to put in a series of clues that this was going to happen. I think you, you do the same, but you just kind of... You just word it slightly better. And I've never made a movie. What the fuck do I know? Right. But I just think it alienated a lot of people and it reflects the box office numbers on the next one. Which, and it became which hundreds was, of memes. And it became... And Will Ferrell did it in <laughs> and a, the MTV, MTV Movie whatever, Awards. Yeah, you know? yeah. But I also think it would have made a huge difference if Neo fucking kicked that guy in the chest. I think that would have... Oh, you think like, so? Saved, just like, shut up! Bang! Oh, no one's ever done this before! <laughs> Ow! That wasn't on any of my TVs! <laughs> Anyways, it ends on a cliffhanger. Mm. First of all, I can't believe that the squids just worked out bombs. It's like, come on. Um, <laughs> but... Neo realizes that his powers they extend outside of the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Right, it's back, and uh, and the prophecy is nonsense. Yes. and he's like he's he's slipped into a coma. Agent Smith is in a man. He's That's in right, a man, yeah. and they and they having they have a dual comas back That's to back, right. yeah, yeah, head yeah. to head, top to tail. That's right, no, head to head, and I think that's like a pretty interesting finale, mm. if I'm honest. Did people at the t- did you see it in cinemas? At the I time? saw it with you. Did you? Yeah. How was the audience that? Were they like, what the hell? This is how the audience was. At the start, somebody like was yelling at the start, like, oh, the Matrix or whatever. And there was one guy who was like, shut up! Everybody shut up! Like, he was clearly <laughs> like, this is what he'd been waiting for. Was it you and me? Are you and me the two people in this story? <laughs> hey, Matrix! Hey, hey shut up! <laughs> So that's what I remember, and then we hung around for the trailer at the end yeah. for the for the next movie. But I'm wondering, were people were, were the general audiences surprised that it was going to be that it was going to end on a cliffhanger? Maybe. I mean, they shouldn't be. But that's the thing. Like I remember when we saw Infinity War the, for the first time yeah. in theaters, a lot of people were surprised that it ended on a cliffhanger, even though you know so much media, you know so much Twitter chatter and and social media was like, "There's there's going to be another one after this." People were still still surprised. So in like yeah. a pre, I think most people don't know that though. You know yeah, what I mean? probably. Yeah, they don't mm-hmm. know that there's another Matrix coming that year in the year of the Matrix, that's as right. it was called. <laughs> that's right by Warner Brothers. Do you know what it's time for, though? What's it time for? It's Matrix V Reloaded. Nice. That's right. Uh, as I think. Hey, we- shut up! We're doing the Matrix V R. <laughs> uh, the Matrix V R. <laughs> Just a couple of mates hanging out. Just having a good time. Uh, Sean Connery, I think we talked about this last week, turned down the role of the architect because he didn't understand it after turning down Gandalf because he didn't understand it and going on to do his final movie, LXG. Um, he also did like a some weird animated thing. Yeah, like yeah. in like 2015, but don't worry about that. Did he do a, a, a James Bond voice in a video? He game? did. He did. Okay. did a, they remade 
one of the James Bond movies yeah, as a game yeah. from Russia with Love. Yes, singer Aaliyah was cast as Z, but she actually passed away before filming, uh, yeah. so that that role was recast. So here's an interesting theory that I thought I'd put in. Seraph is theorized to be either an agent from a previous version of The Matrix or one of the five previous ones due to his skill. And also when Neo sees him, he's like glowing gold. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. So, you know, maybe he's a digitized version of the one that escaped the source or something. Maybe, I don't yeah, know, okay. But there you go. That's a Matrix for you, all right. Yeah, great, reloaded. Uh, the Merovigian, his swearing in French, translates to goddamn whore filthy shithouse jerk burger I of your wondered. mother. Mm, okay. <laughs> so there you go. We know this, but Reloaded and Revolutions are shot back to back, Mm -hmm. along with footage for Enter the Matrix, which again, we might come back to, but we also might come back to, this is worth mentioning, the Animatrix, a lot of which serves as a prequel to this movie. Gotta see the backstory for the kid. What's the kid up to? Also, I don't know this character. I don't care about him. I don't want (laughs) to see him. Get out of here. Also, shout out to Lee Whannell, one of the minds behind the Saw franchise, and more recently, The Invisible Man. He's Axel. He gets his Axel. Up. He's probably in Enter the Matrix also. That's right. In that 40 minutes they shot. Anyway, do you want to talk about box office? Yes. This uh, off a budget of $150 million made $739 million. Easily the biggest of the franchise. Yeah. Uh, Back in the day, that was considered a lot of money. Yeah. These days, abject failure. Why would you even bother <laughs> making a movie? Mm-hmm. You could have put it in Dogecoin and doubled your investment. That's and right. then some, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about the Matrix Revolutionans. And we're going to be like... James, th- it's what? the Matrix Revolutionans. <laughs> I apologise. And we're going to be like, why is 40 minutes of this a mech battle with people we don't care about? Oh, we didn't even <laughs> mention the mechs. I saw them and I'm like, oh, no, this is coming. <laughs> 40 minute mech battle. <laughs> why wouldn't you protect your head? Put, so, a, put a screen over it. Yep. Put an oven door or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's fine. Put a fly screen. Fly At screen least the work. illusion of something being there. Yeah. Anyways, this is Caravan of Garbage. We do this every week. And guess what? If you want to see them early, you can head over to bigsandwich.co. Ben and Lawrence, who do fantastic editing on this, they get them up there early. Get them up. Okay, get them right up. Uh, also, we have bonus podcasts. We have movie commentaries. Our regular podcast, The Weekly Fun Out, where we talk movies and comics and TV shows, comes out a day early. Mm-hmm. Thanks for watching this. We really appreciate it. And as we always say at the end of each video... It's the Matrix way. Hey, shut up. I'm watching the Matrix. It's the Matrix way. (laughs) And grab that jammy, guys. We'll see you next week. I'm watching the Matrix. Ah. (laughs) Goodbye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.